0: We've talked about some of the things that we want to see from the Chicago Bears over the final seven games of the season. On today's episode, I'll be giving my biggest positives and negatives so far through 10 games for the Chicago Bears overall on the team. We'll get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes. But more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So one of the things that I want that, you know, we try to be even in in the way that we talk about positives, negatives here and try to be really realistic in how we just cover the team. Right. We never want to be so so geared towards the positive where we're missing the negatives, right? I think anybody who's overly positive or overly negative is, is turning a blind eye to something. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the biggest positives and the biggest negatives so far through 10 games for the Chicago Bears overall. And I want to hear from you guys as well. If you're on the podcast side, as always, I'll let you know how to send in your thoughts. But if you're on the YouTube side, use that comment section right below to tell us some of the biggest positives that stood out to you and some of the biggest negatives that stood out to you so far over the course of the season. So we're going to get into the first one. We're going to start off with a negative. And the fact of the matter is, is the center position for the Chicago Bears. The center position has just been absolutely atrocious for the Chicago Bears. And you would have thought coming in, at least I was hoping coming into the season, that we'd have some type of positive play just because we do have two veterans there. And it's just neither one of them have really brought anything that we that we drastically needed or wanted from the center position. The center position has been one of the biggest fails for the Chicago Bears season overall. And so it's something that I hope the Bears addressed in a big way, where they beat through free agency, even though it doesn't really look like they're shaping up to be a lot of marquee free agent centers. Um, in this upcoming draft, but there really are some solid ones. I'm sorry in the free agency. They're not a lot of marquee centers. There, there are some like like Kelsey, but we don't really expect for him to, to to change teams. But there are some other ones like Connor Williams, things like that. But I do hope the Bears really do address that center position in a major way this offseason because listen, it's it's been a glaring hole on the Chicago Bears roster overall. And let's hope that that we can start seeing a little bit more positive come out of that uh, with the way that they need to address that. So the center position and the center play overall is one of the biggest negatives for the Chicago Bears team. And uh, it sucks. It sucks. But let's flip it. We're going to go back and forth between positives and negatives. One of the positives, at least that I'm taking away from it, is Cole Komet's season. Uh, you know, and it, it's been a rocky start for Cole Komet. We've seen him tackled and taken down by some really small cornerbacks, especially at the beginning of the season. But Cole Komet has really has come has started rounding out this to be a really solid season and one of his best seasons. He's averaging the most yards per game that he has in his career at 46, I believe is what it is. And so Cole Komet um already getting ready. He's two touchdowns away from tying uh his career high as far as touchdowns in the season. That goes all the way back to the 2022 season. That's just last year. Why does that feel like it was so long ago, right? This season has killed me. Um seven uh touchdowns from last season. That means he just needs two more touchdowns over seven games to tie it. Uh with the way things are shaping up, he's probably gonna get that uh sooner rather than later. He's gonna actually break that record. So he listen, he's 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 winning out uh things and he he's definitely improving. And right now, his success rate is at 66%, which his career success rate is at 56.3%. So listen, he is he is improving. Now, is it what some Bears fans would want, would have wanted coming into the season? No, and I can even say I thought Cole Komet would have the even bigger season than this one. But, again, the season has gone the way that it's gone because of some of the problems with the Bears overall, uh, problems on the team, the offensive play call, and things like that. Am I blaming it all on that? No. But that does play a part. You don't have a consistent quarterback in there. So, you know, that's that's one thing as well. Um, but that's a positive. Let's get back on the negative side. Unfortunately, one of the things in it is that, listen, the the Chase Claypool deal was a fail. Uh, and, and it, you know, we came into this season really – trying to wait to see how how big of a fail was it going to be was chase claypool going to work himself out of it to really uh you know to make it deal look like less of a a loss than what it was but we gave up a second round pick that ended up being basically a first round pick a bottom first round pick for a player that we got we got 10 what 10 games out of like 12 receptions overall and then we end up getting a six rounder back but we had to send out a seventh rounder that, that trade overall was a big loss, and we got the answer to that, and it sucked. It really did suck. I hate to see it, Um, but listen, uh, Ryan Poles failed on that trade. There's no way to, to shape it up. He failed on the trade. Now, let's flip back to the positive side. I would say that one of the positives that I take away from this team is the second. The secondary is legit. Now, coming into the season, me, Bobby, and C-Dub were very high on the Bears secondary overall and the potentials there. Now, some slow starts, some injuries, things like that really affected Uh, what that secondary looked like for the most part of the season, but now that they've had some continuity, now that everybody's back healthy, been playing in the roles for a consistent amount of time, I think things are really showing that that secondary, even with Jalen Johnson as well, who's, who's playing really good right now also, looks like a bright spot in this Chicago Bears team that has been And now the defense is improving overall. So I want to be clear on that. And maybe that's what I should talk about here is the defense overall improving. But for me, the secondary is one of the things that stand out specifically because of how young they are and how they project to grow together going forward, right? You look at Jaquan Brisker, Tyreek Stevenson, Kyler Gordon, Terrell Smith when he comes back. I'm still counting in Jalen Johnson in that. Now there's a question about Eddie Jackson, right? What is his future going to be like with the Bears? Uh, do they go and look to draft the safety to replace him? Do they even look to move him in this offseason and take advantage of that? We'll end up seeing as one year left on his contract, but overall the growth of the secondary overall has been a definitely bright spot for me in this one. And I really enjoy seeing how the secondary is coming together, playing well and executing on top of those things. So Listen, the Chicago Bears secondary is, like I said, a bright spot along with the linebacking court. TJ Edwards and Jack Sanborn as well. And I guess maybe if we're looking at a negative to pull out of it also is that maybe the Bears didn't need to pay all that money for Tremaine Edmonds. Maybe had they just they just trusted Jack Sanborn to develop off the flashes that he showed last season, they could have used that money to address elsewhere. Maybe we could have went after a different offensive lineman. Maybe we could have went after a center or something like that and actually spent some money to improve an area of need because... Listen, now that Jack Sanborn's been back playing that middle linebacker position, things have looked so good for Jack Sanborn. And so overall, I love TJ Edwards. I love that signing as well. Tremaine has been it's been kind of questionable. But, you know, it is what it is when it comes down to that. Uh but if we're going back to the negative side of things, uh Unique Ngakwe, that experiment did not work. We paid him ten million dollars. Now, again, he got a sack in last game. Now having Montez sweat, that could be something that we look forward to. Maybe Unique Ngakwe really improving. But even with that said, I just still look at it and say this: like we we wanted Unique Ngakwe to be something for us because we just drastically needed somebody who's going to be able to get to the quarterback. And at the end of the day, this defensive line wasn't in a great position either way. Um, and so, you know, we'll end up seeing what that ends up turning into long term for Unique Ngakwe. I don't know if he gets another deal here in Chicago. Uh, c Dub seemed like he on on the Sunday's episode seemed like he was kind of maybe a little bit hopeful to to to, to say that Unique Ngakwe is maybe going to be able to turn some things around. I don't quite share that optimism, but, you know, like I said, Montez Sweat now bring, being here, having that as a, as a true anchor on that defensive line and how that's going to improve the work for the secondary, improve the work for the linebackers, could be a big bright spot in that as well. And that takes us to our next positive, the Bears trading for Montez Sweat. This is legit and immediately locking him up, right? That's it, it's, it's the twofold. I don't know if I'd put it on the positive side had we been going into potentially this offseason without having an extension locked in for Montez Sweat. But because now we have that extension locked in and we know that we we got our free agency started early, basically, I, I, that's definitely a huge positive for the Chicago Bears because they saw a position of need. They saw a player that was available that kind of fits their timeline, still being fairly young himself, still having some of the best football, hopefully, ahead of him in the way that he projects to be in the pass game and the run game. I really like Montez. What I know a lot of Bears fans were really hoping for Chase Young. Hell, we were too, right? Coming into the season, we talked about the potential of the Bears making a move for Chase Young. but. I don't want to. I don't want to let the hope of a different deal overshadow the fact that the Bears made a hell of a deal for Montez Sweat. They got value back. They locked him in, and it's going to be a big thing as well in that. So you know that that's another another thing. A negative so far in the season as well. Just Justin Fields and the, and the ability to stay healthy. Um, you know, and the doubt around him and kind of how fans, the media, and a lot of people have treated Justin Fields. Um, you know, in a season where we've had tons of stories out storylines outside of football. The the Justin Fields QB controversy, that really shouldn't be a QV controversy quite yet, in my opinion, not with what we have here. We can start talk about it as we get closer to the draft, things like that, but Justin Fields not still the questions around Justin Fields. Now again, some of that's because of the coaching staff, some of that's because of the situation, and some of that is because of Justin Fields and his own play, right? But I really hope coming into the season, we're going to see some of those questions eliminated for Justin Fields. And while I still am in on him as our QB1 going forward into the future, don't think the Chicago Bears should make a move off that yet. The fact that those questions haven't been adamantly answered to where we can silence a lot of those doubters is still a a negative on the season for me, because that is something that I think everybody wanted to answer for. you know, outside of K2 Clips, who uh, says things like, Justin Fields, there's no way he should be back on this team, which he will be. And I can't wait to see how Bears fans react to that, especially if he starts playing well here in the final seven games of the season. But overall, like, this, that, all that noise around uh, Justin Fields, it sucks, man. It it, it sucks. And like I said, some of it's rightfully deserved because of his, his play, right? So you can't take away from that. But um, listen, it just, it is what it is when it comes down to it. Now, Um, As far as a positive on the flip side of that, DJ Moore. DJ Moore, I I will say this. We need to get DJ Moore the ball way more. But, again, if you're talking about pillars, things that you can build your team around, things that you can anchor your team around, DJ Moore, bringing in DJ Moore, he's been just about everything that we've wanted him to be when he's gotten those opportunities. Has he had some tough goals, some tough games, some tough possessions? Yes. But having a wide receiver that you can bet on um, that's still locked in for a handful of years as well, and is getting paid right. I I, I like it uh, overall because I mean look at it. Had we not traded for DJ Moore, look at what position our wide receiver core would be in right now. Just really think about that. Had the Bears traded the number one overall pick, and let's say they got another second back instead of DJ Moore or something like that, that our wide receiver core would be in such dire straits that it's like, hey man, uh, listen, that's a tough proposition. position. So I love the fact that they got they were able to bring in DJ Moore here. But to flip it back to a negative, the offensive line, like there are some very good bright spots on that offensive line. It's both a positive and negative, right? I'll talk about both sides of it. The fact that we know that Tevin Jenkins and Darnell Wright are absolute studs on that defensive, on that offensive line, studs on that offensive line. The overall play of the offensive line is still left much to be desired. Now, some of that's come by a lack of continuity as well. Uh, Nate Davis hasn't played much for the Chicago Bears this season. He was a big part of that acquisition of bringing in there and helping shore up that right side, right? Braxton Jones. Has been more, more. Listen, he's missed a lot of time. On top of that, the penalties have definitely hurt things. On top of that, furthermore, so the the questions around that as well. It just sucks that we haven't really gotten to see that that O line all healthy. We just haven't gotten to see it this season, and so that that sucks, right? Because you're looking to to how you're going to improve and and change and alter that offensive line going forward as well. Left tackle is something that I feel we need to draft, regardless of Braxton, even if Braxton does pull all this together you need some depth on that offensive line but I definitely think that Braxton Jones is probably going to find himself competing for a starting position next year if the Chicago Bears do some of the things that you know is rumored and some of the things that are going to be at their disposal both in free agency and with the draft coming up so those are things to look at as well but then one of the biggest negatives that you got to talk about is this coaching staff right I think that Luke Getzey has not put his players in the best situations possible. That goes for Tyson and Justin Fields, everyone. And I think that really what we've seen now from this is that we just made the wrong choices at coordinator. Allen Williams is gone now. Shout out to him. Our QB coach and our offensive coordinator, they need to be the next out the door. We're in some things, more. like I said, more and more. Every week it's more and more that the Bears may seriously hold on to Matt Eberflus. And if they improve the coordinators, we'll take a look at that, right? But I think ultimately when it comes down to it is that this coaching staff a coaching staff that was supposed to be molding the next version of the Chicago Bears so we can change that culture, things like that. And it's been a lot of the same, right? So those that's that's some things as well to look for. And then to end it on on another big positive is that a, a lot of the young players, the rookies, are showing flashes. Has it been consistent? No, but I feel like our rookie class has been pretty solid overall. And I know not everybody's going to share that opinion, but when you look at it, Darnell Wright, a stud, right? Really like what Darnell Wright's bringing. Uh, then, then you turn around, look at Tyreek Stevenson, stud. I like what Tyreek Stevenson is. He's absolutely going to be a huge piece of that secondary going forward. And then Javon Dexter, Zach Pickens, showing more flashes here here lately uh, than earlier in the season. And that's kind of what you expect from a rookie as well. I really like most and a lot of our rookie class. Noah Sewell hasn't gotten a lot of snaps in yet, but I do expect him to be somebody that going forward we really see as a big part of the Chicago Bears team as well and I, and I like what we've done here. The T- Terrell Smith, those players, the Tyler Scotts as well. Like we we got some talent here in this rookie class now. You have to ask yourself, have the coaching staff necessarily put them in the best situations? But overall, I really like what our rookie class and the potential in it, right? Not to say that they're perfect as of yet. The rookies are not going to be. But with that said, it's been it's some some really positive signs from that and i like to see with maybe a change of scheme, maybe with some better coaching around and a year and off season of development, where they're going to be coming into next season. So, you know, those, those are things and positives to take away from it. Uh, Jaquan Brisker really showing up as a leader and really kind of being one of those energy guys that really dictate the, the, the kind of uh, mindset on that defensive side of the ball. You now add Montez sweat there. So, it hasn't been all negative. Have there been a lot of negatives this season? Yes. Could I even pull out some more? Absolutely. I mean, the health of the Bears overall this season has been piss poor. Another positive, Deontay Foreman, somebody that I didn't bring up. So there's a quite a bit of more positives and negatives that I could bring in on this. But I'm going to leave this open to you guys. I want to hear from you guys, uh, what are your, some of your positives and negatives over the first 10 games for the Chicago Bears? What are you looking for in the final seven games? Let us know all that down below. But thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you're following the show at Shy Bears Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. Chicago at Gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773 242 9336 We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related and like I liked in every episode on. Shy Town Up, Bear Down. Love you guys. Peace out. This is Has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.